Hey everyone, before we get started, a couple of quick things. First, stay tuned to the very end where we're going to have all the details about our super monster February giveaway. We're going to have so much stuff to help you get through the February slump. And second, we talk about a ton of resources in this episode. So don't feel like you have to stop what you're doing and write them all down. They're all going to be in the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com. All right, here we go. Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I am good. I'm excited about our, I'm excited about February for the first time ever. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) In homeschooling. Um, So when you first got started homeschooling, did you know that there was like a thing called, not not necessarily called the February slump, but like that February is notoriously so hard for homeschoolers? I had had no idea. I thought it would be the beginning of the year would be hard and then you'd get into a groove and you'd things would be better. Right. Exactly. You backslide. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this should come with the homeschooler handbook that doesn't exist, you know, but, um, th- that it should be like chapter one, February is going to be really, really hard and you're going to want to quit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> I don't think I knew it was a thing until, um, there's a simple homeschool post from, uh, modern Mrs. Darcy. Ann Bogle, Mm -hmm. and she wrote, um, everybody wants to quit in November and February. Such a good one. It was like, oh, and I can't remember exactly what she says in there, but basically that, that those two months, and I think it's kind of like what you said, it's like you get going and you have all this enthusiasm and then it starts to wane a little bit and you need something else to carry you through. How, How have your past February's been? Our first one was actually they've all been hard. (laughs) I was trying to say something positive about last year, but no, (laughs) they've all been really hard. I just feel like, you know, in the winter you, or at least for me, it's not my favorite season, but I embrace it at the beginning. And then by February, you're kind of over the snowstorms a little bit. And the snow here in New Hampshire is dirty on the side of the road and it doesn't look as pretty. And everyone's kind of tired of all the gear. Yes. And it's just, it's just wearing thin and it's, and it's hard to be inside all the time, but it's also hard to get outside for as much as you need to. So it's just kind of a meh a long short month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know only 28 or 29 days. And yet it feels like it's like two years. Yeah. Last year we went to Florida at the very end of January, beginning of February. And that is the cure to the February slump. <laughs> <laughs> that is very smart. If there's any way, and it just happened to work out that way, but if there's any way you can plan a trip to Florida, that's great. But otherwise... We've got some ideas we're going to talk about today, right? About getting through it. Um, And I I think the first one is just that, like, acknowledging it's a thing. (laughs) Give yourself some space. Yeah. And and we were talking about how it's kind of a little bit like um, like PMS, (laughs) where sometimes it sneaks up on you and you're like, why do I hate everyone? Like... (laughs) And everything. Why is yeah. everything so annoying? <laughs> Why is it all so hard? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's why. <laughs> so if this happens to you and you look at your calendar and it's February, you don't have PMS. You just have February. <laughs> Homeschool PMS. Yes. <laughs> but just kind of knowing like... I think that's part of the battle, right? Is knowing that February is going to be hard and then and just accepting it. Yeah. And just being okay with and it. Like you're going to do about it. Yeah. And knowing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel called March, <laughs> that it's going to get starts to shine. Everything gets a little warmer. Yeah. Yeah. And it will get better again. Um, so definitely, you know how they say like, don't quit on your worst day. Um, don't, don't quit in February. Don't give up in February. Because you don't want to put your kids back in school for, what, three months anyway? (laughs) 
it's not worth it. <laughs> the logistics of that, it's just going to be a mess. So, so don't do that. Just so, okay. So we have a couple of ideas for getting through February and they are things like maybe going down a rabbit hole, right? Um, so if there's something that you're just really excited about that your kids are really excited about, that it's okay to just kind of like let them do that. I'm trying to think, was it in the last episode we were talking about, oh, what was your, something that your kids were doing, a game, right? Oh, what was the game that they were playing that gubs? Yeah. Yeah. They're playing it right now (laughs) with my husband. And so it's we okay. Call my youngest, right? You know, my youngest plays chess with Mr. Pancake and Mr. Pickle. Yes. We call him Mr. Gubbs because <laughs> that's all he wants to do. Can we play Gubbs? <laughs> yeah, but that's okay in February. Yeah. Like maybe just just be okay with that. Or if it's like we had a February of um, Pokemon cards, you know, we've had different like things where something becomes the obsession and it's probably getting pay, like played too much. And you might even be a little bit tired of hearing about it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but we're doing that with Dixit right now. I think I have every single card memorized by heart because we've been having dinners every either before dinner or after dinner. And last night during dinner, <laughs> we played Dixit on the carpet. So it's our Dixit di- dinner. Okay. Tell me about Dixit. I don't know this one. Dixit is a, it's sort of like an apples to apples meets Pickwits sort of, it's beautifully illustrated and you're goal, you want to say, you look at your cards, you have six cards with gorgeous illustrations, and you want to give a clue that one person will get. So it can't be too hard. You want one person to get it, but you want the rest of them to get it wrong. So it can't be super specific, but it can't be too out there because you get, you get points yourself if someone picks yours. Okay. you ha- you got to get creative. You can, you know, reference a movie or a, you can say a word or a feeling. And it's really, you have to kind of think outside of the box and the kids love it. And it comes with, you can get expansion packs and they're yeah. so pretty that I want them all. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of code names, um, which is kind of similar where you're like on a team with one other person. So you're giving them clues so that they can... Um, oh, I like that. Yeah. And it was really funny. My daughter the other day, and technically it's supposed to be a one word clue, but, um, <laughs> it was, it was ambulance. And she was like, uh, boo-boo car. <laughs> <laughs> she was like one word, boo-boo car. And I was like, oh, ambulance. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So games are definitely a good way to get through the February slump and you know, like code names. I'm definitely you're working on vocabulary and you know that kind of thing so um I think almost every game is educational we yeah. have there's a moose in the house which I don't <laughs> think is <laughs> but I mean even then you're just working on social skills but yeah. I think I mean gubs is kind of silly but there's a lot of like strategy involved for little ones and yeah yeah. I think they're learning. We're we're big into puzzles right now. Like it's such a winter activity to just we we never use our dining room and it's usually just houses like, you know, accumulate stuff and we clear the table and it's just a jigsaw puzzle. So we do one until it's done and then oh, we got another one and it's so peaceful in there. And you just posted a picture of um like a it's all different book covers so excited about it yes okay I have to I have to tell you um and I have to whisper this because I'm getting it for my daughter's birthday there's a one with all the Nancy Drew um book covers like the old ones yeah from like when we were growing up so I'm gonna get that for for her birthday and I'm so excited about it um Santa got an Amazon deal of (laughs) that one um, classic candies and classic games, like the old, like tiddlywinks oh, and checkers. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so do, are you a puzzle person? I am. Well, it's funny. I was when I was younger Yeah. and I, I mean, my kids like puzzles, but this is the first year where in a thousand, you know, 1000 piece puzzle isn't causing mm-hmm. them frustration and they're not getting, um, Usually we start it and then they lose attention. Right. This yeah. is the first winter that they're into it. 
Oh, we're all fun. just, every single person is around the table together working and we'll put on, you know, like an audio story or music and it's calming. There's it something is. about it that's just very peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I'm, I love puzzles. I'm not naturally great at puzzles. Oh, My I didn't say I was good at it. <laughs> is like, it's a little, it's a little creepy how good he is at puzzles. Like, I think he needs to use this in some way to like ultimately benefit our family, like maybe go on, you know, some sort of like game show or something because he is so good at puzzles. And so it's kind of funny because, um, we'll do them during Christmas break and <laughs> we'll all go to sleep at night. We'll wake up and like the puzzles got like four pieces left cause he didn't want to finish it. <laughs> so it's kind of good in February cause he's back at work full time. And so we can work on the puzzle during the day and then he can just only do it at night. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. A couple other things, um, we've done is like, in, like go all in on a unit study in February. And I was kind of thinking, um, of doing like, uh, like Vikings unit study this year, since it's sort of a cold and snowy appropriate kind of thing. I don't know. Um, do you guys do unit studies very much? We do, um, I call them lazy man unit studies that I just kind of throw it together at the last second. So mm-hmm. this week we did the, um, do you know the Ordinary People Change the World series by Brad Meltzer? It's a picture book series, oh, yes. biographies, they're phenomenal. Yeah. And he's hysterical. We have the Jane um, Goodall one and yes. yeah, a couple other ones. Yeah. Okay. So Jim Henson came out this week oh. and I used to think the Muppet show was real. Like they were my, it was my show and <laughs> I love Jim Henson and I love the Muppets. So that book came out and then we were reviewing for the blog, um, adventure in a box makes shadow puppets and they're really cool. And then my youngest who loves to be imaginative got, um, a do it yourself wooden spoon decorating puppet show thing for Christmas. So Mm. we read the book we watched some videos, like old Muppet videos on YouTube. We made our puppets. We put on a performance, and then we watched the Muppet Show, and I called that a unit study. <laughs> hey, that works. That <laughs> totally works. It's a lazy unit study. Yeah, but, you I'm know. I'm just like, today we're going to be puppeteers. <laughs> I think that sometimes, though, you know, the idea of, like, putting together a whole unit study and, like, planning it out, and then, um, you know, what do you do if you start it and the kids are like, oh, study this and you've put like all this work into planning it so I think that that's actually a really good approach or maybe start out by just like strewing a few books or you know having a couple things around and sort of see if it catches because that's the whole thing if if you're going to be forcing it it's It's not fun yeah it's just going to make February harder like February should be the month where (laughs) if your kids want to you know read every Nancy Drew book or, you know, whatever, like that's the month to like, let go a little bit for sure. So I've been trying to kind of follow my kids lead a little bit more since the start of the school year. Um, not the start of the school year, it's coming back after Christmas. Um, and we're going to break things down by subject in just a minute, but a couple more like tackle, like those neglected subjects, not Maybe not neglected, but the ones that don't get as much attention because, you know, they're not (laughs) art, science, or not, I'm sorry, science, math, you know, social studies, those kinds of things. So, like, art, um, you know, or music, music, yeah, or get, like, really into hands-on science or, you know, just any kind of projects, craft projects, cooking projects, you know, um, and I know you had said homemade Play-Doh is perfect. Oh, I love doing that. This time of year. Um, and I, I remember, especially when my kids were younger, like winter afternoons were big sensory play mm-hmm. things in our house because we couldn't get outside as much um, if it was really cold. And I think that that just, I don't know, I think we, we craved like, something else. I don't know. So, so sunset play was big. So like rice boxes, bean boxes. Um, and we just use like one of those, um, like Rubbermaid things, like the underbed storage containers, you know, and we fill it up with different things and there's, oh my gosh, there's so many ideas like on Pinterest. Um, 
Just don't do cloud dough on a hardwood floor. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what did it do? I think, I think our floor was like ice level slick for oh. <laughs> three weeks. So was cloud dough, is that the one that you use baby oil? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I did for, you know, before everyone thinks that I'm a, a dope, I did put down a mess mat. It just, something happened. And <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. My husband was like, what happened in here? Well, that's kind of the <laughs> tread carefully. That's kind of the whole thing with having little kids, right? Where it's like something happened. <laughs> yep. Something happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly hard to explain to another adult who isn't at home in that situation with you how it all went down but something happened yeah <laughs> which reminds me we were talking about the husband shuffle we have to talk about the husband shuffle for a minute was oh that gosh. what it was that the husband shuffle <laughs> the husband shuffle yes i hope he doesn't listen <laughs> the husband... <laughs> okay i'll talk about my husband shuffle how's that <laughs> oh I'm, i'll happily talk about mine too it's not like he doesn't know what happens <laughs> well when and again, it was especially when I had kids that were a little bit younger and like all the, it was like winter afternoons when all the toys would be out everywhere. And my husband would call and be like, Hey, I'm on my way home. And I'd be like, Oh, that's great. And the whole time I'm like trying to put, you know, toys back in all the correct spots because I've just kind of let the kids you go frantically around the house. Yeah. For the afternoon. shower, quickly switch the laundry, <laughs> brush your teeth. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Throw on a little lip balm. Get like out, get out of those jams. <laughs> <laughs> Put on some real pants. Exactly. <laughs> Load the dishwasher. I've I've been together all day. How are you? Clean, clean up breakfast off the table. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Even when though I was, when I was telling you that last week or whenever it was, I was like scraping oatmeal off of our kitchen countertops right? from that morning because it had like hardened. I know. Like, quick, I know. Quick, now it's coming home. Yeah. And, you know, at the same time, like, it's funny because my husband, he would, so he'd be on the phone and he'd be like wanting to sort of like talk about his day or whatever because he knew the minute, because when you have little kids, right, the minute you get home, it's going to be the kids like, dad's home and, you know, talking. So he wanted to talk about his day and whatever happened. And so I'm like gesturing to the kids, like the guy at the airport, you know, where I'm like, pick that up, you know, <laughs> Clean this room. Change your shirt. <laughs> Get out of your pajamas. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's the thing in the winter. You're just, you're just doing the best you can, you know, exactly. seriously. Like you can't get outside. There's, it's so limited. You're just trying to survive. Um, okay. So I had said, um, that one time we brought snow into the house because again, it was one of those sensory things. And, um, I actually filled our bathtub with snow. <laughs> That's so fun. I never it, thought to do the bathtub. Well, it was like crazy cold outside. Crazy, crazy cold. Um, but we had a back porch and there was a ton of snow. So I just like st <laughs> stuck half my body out the door, loaded up a bucket with snow and kept dumping it in to the bathtub. And I let the kids play in there. But I remember my husband's grandma calling me, you know, and, um, you know, saying, so how are the kids? And I said, oh, they're good. They're, they're playing in the bathtub with snow. And she was like, honey, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I put down towels everywhere and let them play, you know, in the snow until it melted and it all melted in the bathtub. But you said something about instant snow. Oh, I love it. And this isn't just for winter. Okay. But there is instant snow. You can get it on Amazon and it's a little jar and you take just a couple of tablespoons of it and you add water and wait and it makes snow that's not cold. Oh my goodness. It's amazing. <gasps> I want to do that. So you, if you have a kid that had, cause I did, we brought snow in too. We did it a lot the year that I was pregnant, the, the winter I was pregnant with my youngest, I was so sick. <laughs> I just yeah. had to lay flat. So they never went outside, which is terrible, but I would like, you know, all nauseous, go run and get a bucket of one of those Rubbermaid things and then leave it on the floor with a bunch of like kitchen utensils. Yeah. But if you have a kid that doesn't like to get hands cold yes. or if it's a super hot summer day and everyone's, you know, the opposite situation and everyone is spent and has had too much sun and is all crabby, yeah. you can have snow in July and that's always a hit too. So I, I always try to have this... that in my cabinet. Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> Exists. Like, I want to try it. You know, and what's funny is... I don't know is... if it's in it. It's kind of scary now that I'm mentioning it. 
don't really, I don't really know. <laughs> I'm sure it's but okay. It's fun. <laughs> they, they, it can't be on Amazon if it's not 100% safe, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, you know, what's really funny is like, I remember finding myself pulling out a bean box and like sitting down with the kids to do it before I knew it. Like I was calming down too. So I think that sense. I feel that way about kinetic really... sand. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to pull like that kind of stuff out during, you know, like the witching hour a lot, you know, when everybody's fussy and we're just waiting for dad to get home. And, um, I would start playing with it with the idea of, and then I'll go in and start dinner or start, like you said, like actually wash the breakfast dishes and put them (laughs) 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 that have been sitting there all day. Um, and then I would end up like playing in a bean box for a half an hour with my kids, but it, all that sensory play makes the husband shuffle more challenging though, because yeah. especially with Play-Doh, cause I don't know about your Play-Doh cleanup tactic, but I have given up. So it just needs to dry and then you can yeah. vacuum it up versus like, you know, trying to wipe it up off the counter when it's everywhere. Yes. Yeah. So there's been times that he's come home and he's like, what is this? I'm like, it's just, it's drying. Yeah. <laughs> the Play-Doh mess is drying. <laughs> and you just want to yell, you don't know. You don't it's know what it's like. Yet. <laughs> we have have, a plan we have a plan we've been compiling it we started in december november something like that Mm -hmm. started thinking about this like and so we have put together a list of things that we have used in past februaries or things that are new to us we've got some new things which I'm really excited about sharing. <laughs> Me too. If you decide to go with a particular philosophy, it's really hard to not feel like a lot of pressure to do everything in that philosophy. And to that's not, so true. To okay, this is going to sound to not do the things that you're not supposed to do. You know, like if you get really into Waldorf and you're like, but I just want to be able to turn on a movie. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. So Curiosity Stream is a video streaming service for homes. I mean, for anyone really, but it's perfect for homeschoolers. It's all documentaries, nonfiction, and it starts at $2.99 a month. There's no commercials. It's all original content. Um, Just this morning, my kids and I we've been talking a lot about there's, there's a flu epidemic happening where we are. Mm -hmm. And my dad, my dad, my husband works in the medical field. So it's it's something that comes up a lot. And so I've been really, I mean, we eat healthy anyway, but I've been really conscious about talking about what we're eating and why, you know, if they're complaining why the broccoli is on their plate. So this was perfect because we watched this, this episode about why food is important and how it fights disease. And, you know, they were amazed that mushrooms increase your immunity to the cold, the common cold, which I didn't even know. I didn't know and that either. Just, yeah, it was just like a great 20 minute and it's a whole series. It's just starting now. I think it's coming out now for like the next four to six weeks, but just really good content. Um, and we've, we've really enjoyed it. So that's a great way to, you know, if you're interested in something and you want to go down a rabbit hole, just Google, I mean, not Google, but search through curiosity stream and see if there's something on the topic you're interested in and watch that while we're talking about that. I wasn't even planning to talk about this, but there is a service called field trip zoom. Yeah. That is virtual live virtual field trips that you can actually chat with experts. Like you sign up and you're going to go and see, you know, you're going to go to the science center in Alaska at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. And then you're there and you're in a field trip with other people virtually. And you can ask the expert questions that are answered there. It's amazing. And that I want to, I'm going from memory here. I want to say it's $45 a year for a family, which if you think about what a field trip costs you, yeah. You take a family of five, it's going to be more than that. You know, if we were to go to the science museum in Boston, we'd pay more than that. Oh, absolutely. So, um, yeah. It's, it's amazing. We're addicted to it. And that will get us through February too, because we just, we're going to sign up for everything. Yeah. And again, it's one of those things that if your kids get really into it, then they start searching for what they are interested in. And then mm-hmm. you're not the one that's like push, push, pushing. 
You're just letting them kind of take the lead, which reminds me, Big Fat Notebooks. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Big Fat Notebooks was nice enough to send us both a set of these amazing notebooks. There's one for math, one for science, one for American history, one for English, and one for world history. And my son loves them and he's just doing them completely independently. Like in the morning we get up, we have breakfast, we do chores and he's like, all right. And he disappears with a big fat notebook for an hour. And they're so cool. Cause they're like, um, they kind of, well, they're from the same people that did like the brain quest yes. workbooks and Which my, kids, my kids adore. Yeah. My kids loved, um, the brain quest stuff and their brain quest cards and everything. And so, um, it's sort of similar to that, but the idea is that like you're borrowing notes from the smartest kid in class. <laughs> and so, um, fun. so it's kind of like, uh, it reminds me a little bit of like the books that kids are so into anyway, like Diary of a Wimpy Kid and those kinds of things where, you know, it's got a the graphic element. Yeah. And they're fun and they're funny and there's lots of stuff on the page. Like, certain things will be highlighted in different ways and, you know, there's pull out definitions and stuff. So my kids are, are loving them. And they're so well done. Yeah. Really, really well done. So, um, that's been a big part of our February or our January so far is just, you know, independently studying those. So that's been good. Independent study. Yeah. Yeah. And then we talked in our last episode about pennant maps love them speaking of things that kids can kind of do on their own and you know have their own um yeah and my kids will pull those out and just kind of work on them they're really they're really neat they're um there's tons of different packs and things and we talked about what each of us got um Mm -hmm. but yeah and so you pull out like a map that has different like we have one for instance that's um like early American settlements. And so you pull out the reference map and then you're using pins to like find them on your other map, but then you can build on that with each of the other reference maps. So you start to see where like native American tribes were at the time. And it's, it's fascinating. My kids love those. Each time I use them, I get excited about all the other ways that we can use them and I can see using them, you know, my kids are little right now, but I can see using them into high school and just pull them out repeatedly. Like right now. So we're using, um, Jamie's Jamie Martin's book, give your child the world. Yes. You can use it in combination with that. So if you're studying Africa, then pull out the Africa map and talk about, you know, if you're reading, I lost my tooth in Africa, where are they? And find it on there. Um, The other thing we're doing is we are addicted to around the world stories, which is an audio story service. Um, And you get one story a week for a month. And each of those stories for that month take place in one country. So, you know, if you're studying France, then have, you know, the, the map with France on it and go over and see all the places where everyone's going. And we've been doing that and that's been so much fun. Yeah. Are they kind of like sparkle stories where you download them and you can listen like in the car, you can listen on your computer, you can, is it sort of a similar? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, you get, so each story is about 30 to 40 minutes. Um, and it's really cool because the, the creators of the stories, uh, Matt and Tanya, they are a homeschooling family that they're just traveling the world. So they left seven months ago and they're just, they're just traveling and they have a blog, but you can follow their journey. They have an Instagram account. That's great. And you can just see where they are and what they're doing. But the stories are really, really engaging. My kids love them. We'll often listen to them over lunch. Like if everyone's a little bit crabby um, and bickering, I'll, I'll stream it in the kitchen and we'll listen to it. And then they also come with, um, parent education packs. So you can learn, um, like different words from different languages. You can do recipes and crafts and learn about, you know, holidays and traditions of that country. And it's just a really easy way to sneak in learning in a way that the kids don't even, I mean, it's a story for them, Yeah. but they're picking up so much culture and history and geography. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of, Sparkle stories. I mean, those sparkle stories saw us through a lot of long afternoons, you yes. know. Um, and if people haven't heard about sparkle stories, they there um, is one story um, 
theme that's like based on a homeschooling family. So that's really fun. Martin and Sylvia. Um, and oh my gosh, my kids loved Junkyard Tales. And yes, too. yeah. And I mean, we, we've listened to those for forever. So, um, and you know, what's nice about having like a story like that too, is sometimes like, if you just want to listen to something during lunch, like you said, you want something that's like shorter. You don't want an audio book where you're like, where did we leave off yesterday? Oh, that's right. Yesterday was co-op. So Monday, where did we leave off? And then you're trying to figure it out. And by the time you have it figured out, everybody's done eating. So yes, that, that is so true. It's nice that's to just be able I to really, start a story. Yeah. The thing I really like about Sparkle Stories is that it's very calming. It and is. I also appreciate that whenever there's some sort of um, tricky current event situation happening, they'll often yep. release a story that helps with that. Yes. Yeah. So it's seen us through a lot of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. And they have um, like a pack for kids who worry and I mean, mm -hmm. all kinds of things. So um, both of those are wonderful resources. Okay. While well, we're on the subject of social studies, history unboxed. I love History Both Unboxed. used History Unboxed. And oh my goodness, the best hands-on like resources and projects. So much fun stuff in there. Um, my kids get so excited when they see a box at the door. I used to have to hide the box when it would come. Yeah, I'd, I do too. Because it would be like, <laughs> can we do it right now? And it would be, you know, like six o'clock dinner time, like a bunch of other stuff going on. I'm like, hold on, because you need, you need space because you get these mm -hmm. really cool, like art projects to do. And cool is it started off and it was ancient history. Yeah. And she's recently added the middle ages and American history. So there, it just keeps getting better. Um, and each, each box is like a surprise. Cause you don't know what you're going to get. Sometimes you get something like, um, I mean, we've had audio stories from Jim Weiss. Yeah. Uh, there's been crafts. The one we have right now, we have an Athens box, and we're going to be making bath salt, lavender bath salt. Oh, how so fun. I told them they have to share some with me. Yeah. <laughs> we made soap it. one time. And yeah. you know what I really like about that, too, is that it's like it's things that you read about or hear about that you're like, that would be really cool. Like making paper, you know, but it's like, Oh my goodness, I'm going to have to get on Amazon and I'm going to have to order $60 worth of stuff so that we can make three pieces of paper, you know? Right. <laughs> and instead you get just the perfect amount, perfect amount for your family. And we actually, um, were able to add on like the sibling pack or whatever, because it's my really son affordable. is older. So the stuff that they could share, like a CD of Jim Weiss stories, for instance, like that, um, we would just get one copy of, so we didn't have to do two subscriptions, but then for each art project, we would get the extras for the older kids too. So mm -hmm. that was really nice. Yeah, it's really fun. And it's something that different ages can do together, which you can't always find. And yeah. you're right. It takes the planning out of it entirely because it gives you, um, you know, you get like the information pack that tells you all the background and then there's links to go to learn more. And then you'll often get an email with even additional links Yeah. Up about the box. So there's just tons yeah. of information and it's something different every time. And it's, you know, you might be cooking or making a recipe and then another time you might be doing a craft and yeah. it's, we, we've really enjoyed it. It kind of reminds me of another thing that comes in a box. <laughs> <laughs> the, do you mean the other box I have to hide? Yes. <laughs> this one's brighter. So they see it from like way far away. Cause everything's orange, right? <laughs> yeah. Groovy lab in a box. I, I gush about groovy lab in a box all the time because I just, I think growing up, I just didn't like science. And we've talked about this before. I just thought elementary school science and middle school science was so boring. Yeah. So boring. Well, it and science is, if you're is just... incredibly interesting yeah. and fun and hands-on. And it wasn't, you know, when you're just reading a textbook and writing down vocab words and like, you know, looking at a seed, right. it's not that exciting. Yeah. <laughs> to what it could be. <laughs> and Groovy Lavender Box is one of those things where it takes us, like we get lost in it and I have as much fun as them. I'm always telling people, people are like, you should write another post about it so that I you know, so I can see more, mm -hmm. but the problem is I have so much fun when we're doing it that I'm not taking, I forget to take pictures or video or anything because I'm just with the kids like, Hey, let me try. Yeah. 
I mean, it has like what tons of projects. And then you even use the box Mm-hmm. For They're a project in the end, um, which is really nice because, and again, you're getting exactly what you need. Um, and it's funny, like we, we used to do a science kit and it was just, it, there was always something that we didn't have. It would be like, um, you something know, ran. yeah, you just need a rubber band for this project. And I'm hunting all over the house the morning of trying to find a rubber band. You would think we would have a ton of rubber bands, but I couldn't find one in that moment for that project or whatever. And then everyone's crying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And this is nice because it's literally open, go, everything you Get would lost. need for it. And then you use everything. Okay, memorize the periodic table. What is that? I've, I'm just finally seeing this, and I'm all excited because. <laughs> oh, my son loved this. So I think it was was it last winter or the winter before. My oldest got really excited about the periodic table. So we had that elements book by Theodore Gray. I think a lot of people have it. It's just gorgeous, and it sparked this. Yes. Okay. Rabbit, yep. Yeah, we have that. Table. Yeah. Yes, it's so good, and. Um, I, at the same time, through iHomeschool Network, got the opportunity to review this course where you could memorize the entire periodic table, which was right up his alley. And the cool thing about it, um, you know, forget about the science aspect of it, is that it's, it's using research to show you how to utilize your memory. So we oftentimes rely on auditory memory, like when we're in school but but our memory is primary, primarily visual. So if you pair the auditory and the visual, you'll remember more. So it's teaching you a memory strategy that you can then apply across the board. And it's done in a really, really fun way. So it's just animated, um, you know, drawings and a story that goes through mm-hmm. each of the elements. My kids loved it. And he memorized the entire periodic table, which is a cool little party trick to throw out there when the grandparents are over. Yeah. (laughs) Go through the whole thing. But I like that as a kid who, you know, like we talked about, loses his sock in the backyard and five feet of snow, (laughs) that it's nice to teach him like, you know, these memory strategies because it's a a life skill. So it's a really fun way to learn something that's going to help you throughout your life. Yeah. And speaking of fun, like you said, science is when you're just looking at a textbook and you're looking at a picture of this is a tree, this is when the tree grows, these are the different stages. It's like, that's not, but hands-on stuff. So, um, we got a Kinex kit to build (gasps) a roller coaster. And I didn't realize they have now, um, like STEM specific kits. So it teaches stuff and then you do different experiments with them. So it's so fun. Yeah. So like, I mean, talk about a fun way to work on science, building a roller coaster and then getting to do all these different experiments that talk about, you know, kinetic energy and like all this different stuff. I, yeah. That, that has blown our mind. Um, that my kids are like, this is school. <laughs> 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 that they wake up in the morning and they're like, we get to build a roller coaster in that school. But, um, it, you know, it kind of schooling for the win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the conversations that come with that and stuff. So that's been really good. And then my daughter is having an absolute blast with math. Something that you told me about that I had never heard of. We are of. addicted. <gasps> it's totally addicted. I'm so excited fantastic. to share this with everybody. I know. I know. I'm okay. You go ahead, but I, I'm, okay. So there's this program and it's called SmartTick and it's popular in Europe and they contacted me. I want to say it was after Thanksgiving. It was right before Christmas and things were crazy. And they contacted me asking if my kids would like to review it. And, um, they, and in the email to me, they mentioned that MIT is supposed is helping get the word out. And I was like, MIT, yes, sign me up. (laughs) We'll we'll try it. (laughs) And so I, I set my kids up with it that afternoon. They got on there. It's, it's artificial intelligence. So I, I feel like a lot of people have trouble with the math now, like even as homeschoolers where, you know, everything is common core aligned and people don't want that. Like they want to just be able to do whatever subject it is at whatever level the kid is at. Mm -hmm. This doesn't have 
any of that. This is completely individualized to your child. It uses artificial intelligence technology. It's ability-based. It's It works for kids who are behind. It works for kids who are ahead. It mm-hmm. meets you where you are. Um, it's only 15 minutes. Yeah. So your kid goes on, does 15 minutes of math that, that is at their own level, and they earn these ticks that show up on the side of the screen. And then when their 15 minutes is up, they can use their ticks to go into a virtual world. And this is what makes it so addicting Yeah, <laughs> because they can buy, like my son has his smart tick room mm-hmm. and he has like his, it's covered, it's colored his way. He has these shelves that he's purchased like little, you know, knickknacks that he's filled. Yeah. He has a pet cat. <laughs> my daughter just got a cat yesterday yes. and she was so excited and they can dress up their avatar and like costumes yes. and stuff. And my so she's is in a wolf suit. Okay. <laughs> And my daughter is dressed as a doctor with her little pet cat and cause she's like a vet, you know? And I mean, what's killing me is that it's like, can I do math? Yeah. So my, so this First right thing in the morning. Christmas, yeah. Right before Christmas. Right. So I was just, you know, in Christmas mode, trying to just get through everything. They asked to do it Christmas Eve, Christmas morning and the, or not Christmas morning, Christmas afternoon, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then the day after Christmas. Yeah. In the morning, they have, they have not missed a session. I know. And you get extra points for doing it for continuous days and, um, and for correcting your mistakes, yes. which I like, and they yeah. make that an option. So you don't have to, but right. if you'd like, like, you know, so many extra points, mm-hmm. you can correct your mistakes Yeah, and then you get an immediate email. Like I know to my phone, I know that my youngest has finished. I know yep. what percentage he got right, what mm-hmm. he got wrong, what he worked on, like that, like yeah. boom, it's there. Well, and that's exactly it. So like one day, um, I got a thing that said like, you know, your daughter worked on multiplication. And so just to kind of reinforce that we made like these little, um, we made a little index cards of that particular table that she had learned that day. And we put it up every, um, like on our windows where we do math. We, <laughs> we yeah. use window markers a lot of times. So, um, to put, to do math on those windows. So we just put it up on there just so she could see it for a couple of days. And then the next time she did it, her speed had increased. So it's like, you're, you're tied into what they're doing and yet it's mm-hmm. independent. They can do it on their own. Like you said, 15 minutes a day. I, I love it. I'm so, and it's like a game. The whole yeah. thing is like a game and they're having yeah. fun. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's been really, really good for us. It's like math dessert. All right. So a couple other things we talked about that maybe in February, it's time to explore those subjects that sometimes get left behind a little bit. And we have a couple (laughs) of, um, really good suggestions for that. Um, so for art, you have found like a new way to do it. And I, I remember you saying this is something that it's so good to like have in your back pocket. Oh, such a good back pocket. Yeah. There, there is a site called You Are an Artist and it uses chalk pastels, which are really fun to work with. Before this course, we had never, I had used oil pastels, but never chalk. And, and they're not super expensive. So it's not something that you have to make this crazy art investment for. So um, this site has a whole bunch of different eBooks that are super affordable that you can download and we'll do them. You know, a lot of them are around the holidays or we had a lot of fun with shark week. So we did a shark week chalk pastel. We did the solar system. We did something for the holidays. Um, we did the Olympics. That was another really fun one as the Olympics were going on and we were watching. So they're coming out now with a course, a video art course, which with 45 video art tutorials and we're all over it. We're starting either tomorrow or the next day. We cannot wait. Um, my kids are huge fans of this program, so we can't wait to see it. You know, not that it's live, but like, you know, in person yeah. versus just the, the, um, I think I was calling it an audiobook. It's an ebook. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys, no audiobook. <laughs> Coffee is still kicking in over here, but they're ebooks and they're just, they're so great and they have fun facts. So like the shark wheat, my son was obsessed with, and it started this whole, you know, we went to the library and got tons of shark books, but even just in the ebook, it had so many fun facts about the goblin shark and the cookie cutter shark. And he just had so much fun Mm -hmm. doing the art and, 
you know, reading at the same time. It's the perfect thing to just download and be like, here. <laughs> Today we are learning about sharks. Well, because sometimes there's those days where you wake up and it's like things are not working. So it's nice to pull out something fun and different. And are those done by um, a homeschool mom? Homeschool mom, yeah. yes, Trisha Hodges. Yeah. Trisha Hodges at Hodgepodge Mom. Okay. And then Squilt, which is a music appreciation thing. That's also a homeschool mom. That's Mary Prather, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Another Prather. great one. Mm-hmm. Super easy. I think her whole theme is that, um, you know, that... Um, art appreciate uh, music appreciation made easy. So yeah. the only thing you need is a printer That's <laughs> and nice. a computer connection for this. But we did, um, the way we found Squilt initially was it was either last winter or the winter before. Um, and my kids were sick and I learned that she had a Christmas carol Squilt study. And so we just spent the week studying Christmas carols and my, we love it so much that it has become a tradition where we just go through it and they know all these facts about Christmas carols that I would never have known or like looked up or anything. Um, and the one that we're going to be trying that is coming out this month is, um, learning about the instruments. And so my kids are really excited about that one, but they also have, you can study composers, you can study certain eras, you can do holiday studies. So there's lots of different options and again, affordable Mm -hmm. and super simple learning. Yeah. And you guys are doing, are you doing gentle guitar too? Um, we've done it in the past. I think we're going to do it again. A really, really, really fun. So gentle guitar is, um, Skype, music lessons in your home. So my husband plays guitar and I've always wanted to play, but I just, you know, life happens. And my kids are currently taking piano and they wanted to learn guitar. So last winter we had the opportunity to review gentle guitar and my son loved it. And the only reason why we stopped at that time was because he's a lefty and we didn't have the left. Like he knew enough about music at that point, having taken piano that we were at the point where we needed to have a guitar for him. Yeah. The lefty thing made it tricky. So, um, it's really cool. And, um, Inga Hope is the owner and she's super nice. And, and, um, my daughter was really shy. You do it over Skype and she was so great pulling her out of her shell to get her comfortable, even over Skype where you would think that would be difficult. It was really, really, she did a really nice job. Um, initially kids between five and a half and eight don't need a guitar initially. Okay. Um, and depending on your music experience is when you will actually need a guitar. It is required that parents are present for the lesson, which makes sense. Sure. (laughs) She's in New Zealand, but, um, like it was just so, it was so fun. And I think it's hard to find when, when I was looking for guitar lessons, first of all, they're super expensive. Mm-hmm. And second, it's hard to find a time that works for your family. And especially if you have a large family or you have other kids or nap times or all that stuff, yeah. this takes that out of it. You're just, you know, you're learning in your home. I, I, I really want to try it. Is there like a chance to try it out though, before you sign up for it? There is. So you can go on to Gentle Guitar's website, gentleguitar.com, and you can book a free trial lesson. And kids under eight don't need a guitar. Kids who are over eight would benefit from having a guitar available for the first, the trial lesson. Oh, perfect. Okay, good. So again, one of those things where like, why not? Why not give it a yeah, shot, right? Absolutely. Aww. Okay, so we wanted to wrap up. We wanted to talk about some books. Are you guys still reading The Green Ember? Oh my gosh, I love it. Yay. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It is so, so, so good. Um, what else are you guys no. reading right now? Um, so we've been reading a few books from Candlewick Press, who I really like. And they have a, um, you can sign up for a newsletter. It's, it's, Candlewick in the classroom, but they also work with homeschoolers mm-hmm. and they have a whole read kind, be kind hashtag going on. So they have a bunch of kindness books out on the market right now. And oh. one that we really love is called a bike like Sergio's and it's by the same author who wrote those shoes. I don't know if you've ever read yeah, that, but okay. they're, they're really feel good. Um, put yourself in someone else's, um, place. Think about what the other person's thinking types of books that are good. You know, especially if you have siblings who are fighting all the time, Yeah, <laughs> I'll dust them off and pull them out and read those. Um, mm-hmm. And another book that they just came out with is called Under Earth, and it's by the woman who wrote 
the book Maps. Oh, yeah. (gasps) Really? It's it's amazing. It's big. It's like the same size, large print, um, awesome graphics, oversized book. Yeah. And one side of the book is is under earth and then you flip it over and it's water underwater. Oh, how cool. So it's just filled with fun. Like it's just, yeah, I've got to it's get a that. rabbit hole in itself. It's a really, really fun book. It's on our coffee table right oh, now. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Cause maps is so amazing. So that's a great. I didn't realize that that was, is that Candlewick too? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Oh yeah. They have a lot of good ones. Yeah. Okay. I have, I have two that I have to, um, tell everybody about because the first one is called a poem for Peter, um, by Andrea Davis Pinkney, Andrea Davis Pinkney. And I, I have not had that emotional of a reaction to a book in a really long time. And, um, it's just beautiful. And it's based on, um, you know, the book, the snowy day, by, yes. um, Ezra Jack Keats. Okay. So it's, so it's a good book to read in winter. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it tells the story of, of him and, um, his journey to becoming an artist and author. And it is, it's beauty. I mean, it is just absolutely one of the most beautiful books I've ever read. I, I love it. Um, and then another one that we've been reading, um, a little more slowly, it's called Some Writer. Um, and it's a biography of E.B. White. Oh. And it, the way it's put together is, um, like collages. And so it's visually like really, really interesting. Again, kind of like the type of coffee table book that you would put out and you could just look at it over days and days. But, um, you know, it talks about E.B. White's life and I'm already seeing these parallels to like him growing up and going with his family on vacation in this place in Maine and then um you know a trumpet of the swan yeah the trumpet of the swan and um that's one of my very favorite books that book read by E.B. White is fantastic if you can get it like I think it's on audible um really that he reads it and we have Charlotte's web it's so good do you have the one where he reads Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I read this a long time ago that, um, when he was recording, cause we know, you know, Charlotte's web has a moment that's sad when he was recording that he had to keep recording it over and over because every time he would get choked up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And do you know, can I tell you something when my son, I don't know if I've said this on here before, my oldest read really early and read a lot and people were always doubting that he was actually understanding yeah. what he was reading. I knew when he got to that chapter. Yeah. He's bawling. Yeah. I was yeah. like, he's reading. He's comprehending. And so, I mean. All even- of you can just stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just really focusing on trying to make learning hands-on and fun as possible in the winter. Just even for my own sanity. I just. Yeah. Um, we've been doing the game school challenge, which I mentioned in the last episode. And it's just, I mean, we play a lot of games here, but it's made me, um, be more aware of it and play more because we're having these discussions at night in the group, which is really nice. And so, um, one of the things I'm going to do is we're getting a kit called, um, Spielgaben. I hope I'm saying it correctly. Yeah. And it's this wooden toy company and they're amazing. Oh. I've been drooling over them for years. So I'm supposed to be getting it this week and I, I am going to create a hands-on math something for the kids each day. So I, I want to read like a favorite math picture book and then mm-hmm. have an extension activity using the toys and yeah. that would be math. Like it's playing math, which is something that I just really am really passionate about this year that they just learn their math so well when they are provided with, you know, an opportunity to kind of play it out. Well, and you said when you did your poolside professional development, you read, um, what is it? Let's Let's, play math. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, um, Spielgaben, it's like, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's got all these like drawers of wooden manipulatives and just different (laughs) things that you can, it's like the ultimate open-ended 
toys, basically. I can't wait to get my hands on it because (laughs) it's incredible. And they have so, if you go to their website, there are so many learning activities that are just there for you. So for any subject. So you can look at math. Okay. We're going to do this. Um, so I'm going to go through and use all of their learning prompts. They have play invitations that you can print out from the site. Oh, I mean, it's going to be magical. (laughs) It's going to be one of those things where I'm playing with them, like the cloud dough. Yeah. (laughs) Scramble at the end. What? No, we weren't using steel gobbin all day. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, I mean, just fun math. And when we're talking about playing fun math, it, it, Think Fun has the best games and they have the best logic and reasoning games yeah. for kids. And um, we've been having, so we have quiet time every day, but I'll often send the kids upstairs if they're a little ramped up with a Think Fun game. Yeah. You know, either Rush Hour or Brick by Brick or Shape by Shape. And, you know, mm-hmm. they can just do that and kind of calm themselves down, sort of like the puzzles do. Yeah. And I don't feel as guilty about getting my hour to myself because I know that they're up there doing something that's calming them down and working their brain. Like they're just very intelligent games and, and activities. Yeah. February is a really good time to, to just like kind of follow your own passions and stuff and get excited about Love something. It. And, um, kind of what happened with history last year was like, I got really excited about a couple of history things. And then we sort of went down this whole different path for history. Um, and I wrote a little ebook about it and which is amazing. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. But, um, <laughs> It's happening again with something else. So I'm like, I think I'm going to make this into another little ebook. And again, it's something where like I started something and it's just taking off for us. Um, I love it. And I don't want to go too into it because I haven't really like outlined out what I want to, <laughs> what I want to do with it. But you'll have to um, box or me off air. <laughs> yeah. So um, sometimes like, you know, finding your own things that inspire you and make you happy. And, um, we were talking about like finding something funny. Um, <laughs> can we talk about our naughty weather app that we're in? Yes. <laughs> can we please? This episode is getting really long. So maybe this can be our shared happy thing, but our, the weather oh, app is bringing me joy. Um, <laughs> so it's called, it's called what the forecast. Yeah. So WTF. So like yes. our naughty word from last, I actually wish we had known about it on our last episode because it would have fit in perfectly. It would have. There are two settings. You can adjust your profanity levels. <laughs> so the basic <laughs> setting is um, not, it's not appropriate for kids, but there's no bad words. And then you can up the profanity level, which I've done because it was cold <laughs> last week. <laughs> it was like so cold here that it, like my house was making strange noises. It was yeah. just miserable. And I was like sitting on our, you know, fireplace, like trying to get inside of it. (laughs) So so it it brought me joy to open that up and see what it would say. And it's just, and it brings me joy when you send me what's going on with your weather (laughs) and I send you what's going on with my weather. Like it just, it cracks me up and it's, it is naughty and raunchy and terrible, but you know what? It's terrible. A great distraction. And it makes two degrees funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's really important during February that we find ways to laugh, you know, if it's a funny show, if it's a funny book or whatever, and then that we like make sure we're staying inspired. So whether it's like pulling out the Holt or, you know, reading, um, any book that like helps you remember why you started homeschooling, I think is really, really good right now. Um, There's a book that we're, we both have chapters in, Homeschooling, What to Do When You Want to Quit. Um, it's available on Amazon, and that one has just about every scenario you could think of that would make you want to quit. <laughs> <laughs> All rolled into one book. Um, yeah, and, it's, and so that's really good to have just like on your bookshelf. You can pull it out and read a couple chapters. Um, what are some other ones that are good for when you're just like... I don't know. You just need I to I love get back on. John Holt's Teaching from Rest, um, any oh, yeah. of Melissa Kamara Wilkins' books. Mm-hmm. And then she mentioned one. She's going to be doing a giveaway on her site, I believe, for Chasing Slow. And I want to read that. It's, That's in, been it's in my cart. Lately. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's time to uh, open up the big spill, spill the beans. I'm so excited. We've got so much stuff we're giving away in February. It's, Basically the whole month. Yeah. <laughs> Monday through Friday, every day in February, we have something that we're giving away 
to help you get through the February slump. We're so, going to survive this. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to survive and we're going to have fun because all these things yes. are like fun, you know, and, um, and just, I don't know. They're, they're, they're going to make it not seem like everything's going down the tubes. Right. So, <laughs> um, so you, you're definitely going to want to make sure you follow the homeschool sisters on Facebook and on Instagram. Cause those are the two places we're going to be doing the giveaways starting February 1st. Um, okay. Can just a few of the things that we're giving away, um, copies of a gracious space, um, for winter. Smart tick. Smart tick. Um, think fun games, green ember, you guys signed copies. Signed copies. It's just going to be bananas. So make sure you're following us on both of those platforms. Um, we're going to have links to everything we talked about today in our show notes over at the homeschool sisters.com. And we'll make sure to include links to Facebook and Instagram where we're going to be giving away all the things, all the things. Yes. <laughs> Because especially in February, we need to remember that we've got this, even though it's hard. Yes. <laughs> and March is coming. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. And um, again, head on over to thehomeschoolsisters.com for details on the ultimate February giveaway. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> All right. It's so good talking with you today, Kate. Always good talking to you, Kara. And we will see. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to everybody in two weeks. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next. So head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com and click on ask us a question. We share posts over there too. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this sister.